All right, and you have just heard the singing sounds of Maggie on the lap of Ian, everybody. It's the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. Um, some of you might actually be seeing our ugly mugs for the first time. Um, obviously, you're not seeing Ben's yet. And if that were the case, your screen would likely fracture. Um, just hurtful. kidding. Just kidding, Ben. We, we know you're very, much, very hurtful. Well, I know that's, that's what we do here. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, you know, we're in the middle of transitioning over with uh, the Pigskin Podcast Network here and stuff to work with those guys. They've been great. And um, we're like kids in a candy store playing with some of the stuff. And if you're just listening on the uh, audio stuff, then you're going, what the hell is he talking about? But uh, trust me, get on the video stuff you can see our reactions a little bit better and and maybe it'll be a better show once we're able to add some video and and some graphs and charts and all that other stuff and and uh you know look like we actually know what we're doing on this damn thing um anyway the steelers moved to three and oh on the preseason with a uh 26 20 win over the lions uh was really not that close i'm not going to get too much into the nuts and bolts of the game it was but 20 to nothing, 23 to nothing, and then 23 to three, and Detroit tacked on a couple of late scores when it was fourth team versus fourth team, and that gave you the 26-20. Uh, I do want to dive into that, guys, but first, uh, the news of the day is that the Steelers did cut down to 80 as per NFL rules by 4 p.m. today, and just really only one uh, surprise issue, whatever, um, so here, here's what we've got. Uh, being cut were uh, offensive lineman Aviante Collins, wide receiver uh, Tyler Simmons, running back Pete Guerrero, and linebacker Kelvin Bundage, who this is, I think, his second or third time already being released. So who knows? Um, but the bigger news, guys, here is uh, – the waived injured designation for Antoine Brooks, who uh, was a draft pick last year, started out looking like he might be the slot corner. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. Um, Ian, what does this mean, first of all? Waived, injured, all that stuff. Oh, unmute, unmute, unmute. Ah, there we ah, go. Ah, there we go. I told there you it'd be go. a dog and pony yes. show tonight. Hey, it's preseason for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So since he had been uh, injured during the preseason, they couldn't just wave him outright because he was injured. Um, so they had to give him the waived injured designation that they were waiving him with an injury so that then he couldn't essentially file suit for his full salary. Um you know, that he's entitled to some kind of injury settlement um, that they can work out with him. The other thing that's available, too, is that they can also put him on injured reserve if he's able to clear waivers. So he has to go through the waiver process mm-hmm. to see if any other team is willing to pick him up. But with that injured designation, it's unlikely because he probably couldn't pass a physical for any of those teams. So the chances are he'll clear waivers and then could potentially get put on injured reserve. Um, but since they had to kind of cut their roster down now and they have one more preseason game to play if they know he's not going to play in that game it does kind of make sense to be like okay he's not going to play in that game we'd rather keep a healthy body on the roster who's able to play um let's just wave him now we'll stick him on injured reserve and i think ben can correct me if i'm wrong but can they still bring unlimited guys back from injured reserve this year like they could last year 
Did we lose Ben? Ben is thinking. Ben is thinking very, very hard. Where did he go? We lost him. Uh, just while he's in a game. So, so, so I'll, I'll follow yeah. up on that. Go ahead. Last year with COVID and everything, you know, previously you'd only been allowed to bring one or two guys back from injury mm-hmm. reserve during the year. But last year they made that an unlimited number because they let you put guys on injured reserve on a week-to-week basis if they were out with COVID and things like that. So, um, you know, I think – that extended into this year too, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I thought it did as well, um, and and I I we're gonna have to get confirmation on that, and and we will. I think Ben is kind of in and out of here trying to yeah. figure out things on his end, so he he'll be back in here in a second. Um, Ian, is it fair to assume that the injury that Brooks has is more than just? A week-to-week thing. I mean, to to do this doesn't that kind of mean that he, he they're planning on him being down for a while? Yeah, I mean, probably probably at least three to four weeks. I would say would be yeah. the, the plan. Um, but at the same time, you know, he was a rookie last year that had no training camp. Right. Got, you know, some experience during the season, a handful of snaps here and there, but not much. And then was hurt during camp this year they gave him an opportunity to win that starting slot right. position um but was hurt and just didn't have a ton of opportunity either so you know with a guy that just hasn't been on the practice field that much when you get into the regular season how much confidence are they going to actually have in him to to go out there and perform so you know we'll we'll see where he lands too the the other thing is that if you put him on IR um then you know you could take him off you could leave him there all year Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that the, the practice squad is still a potential option since practice squads are 16 players that, Huge. you know, maybe, maybe they release him now with that waived injured designation, maybe in a couple of weeks, he's able to, you know, he clears waivers, he sits out there for a couple of weeks and then, you know, what is it next Wednesday or so when they can sign guys to the practice squad, I think it is. Um, yeah, they I think, got, I think it's 24 hours after the roster set. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think the roster set Tuesday at four and then. They can they can put in waiver claims. I think waivers clear around noon on Wednesday, Sounds and then right. they uh, they can sign guys to the practice squad starting at four on Wednesday afternoon. So yeah, that's that's another option too is that they could put him on the practice squad if if they're you know comfortable with where his injury is. Well, so speaking of options, um, I mean Brooks was for all intents and purposes kind of the number one um, option. Yeah. To replace Mike Hilton, uh, Arthur Millette went down with a bad uh, ankle over the weekend. Um, what what are they looking at? What what what's what's going to happen here? So, I mean, one of the options that we had talked a lot about, and everyone's kind of talked a lot about, was the you know using James Pierre on the outside and moving Cam Sutton to the inside in nickel situations, and whether or not the Steelers like that, their hands kind of been forced now. And if you want to say, okay, we want to just put our five best defensive backs on the field. Well, suddenly James Pierre is probably your fifth best defensive back. So you're probably going to stick mm-hmm. him on the outside and slide Sutton to the inside, which Sutton doesn't have the the blitzing abilities or the, you know, kind of in the box tackling abilities that a Mike Hilton had. Yep. But let's also not forget, you're going to have both Devin Bush and, um, 
uh, Joe Schobert. Joe Schobert. Thanks. I was like, yeah. not Spillane, the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have Joe Schobert um, on the inside who can both run and cover. And right. that in and of itself makes a huge difference to have two linebackers that can run and cover. I mean, in previous years when you had either Spillane or Vince Williams or whoever on the field on third downs, you were basically either like praying they could cover a running back or sending them on a blitz. Um, whereas now it's it's and then, you know, if you were if you were in a situation where you were praying they could cover someone or if you stuck like LJ Ford on Keenan Allen, let's yeah. say, and we're, we're blitzing Mike Hilton off the slot like that was a bad situation. But now you can use Sutton more in coverage. You can use your linebackers more. And it's it, it may be a more, I'll say, traditional lineup of, you know. Mm-hmm. Sutton in coverage, maybe Bush's blitzing, um, or whatever you want to do. You can you can mix and match guys now. They um, had, a, a, I I think they were doing a lot of experimenting the other night because they left Schobert and Bush on the field together um, in very obvious passing situations. And I, I know you, you mentioned the LJ Fort thing, and um, I'd be remiss if I didn't give him a shout out. The poor guy, uh, yeah, that went, was went down uh, ACL injury, so he he is not uh, not going to play this year. But uh, um, I, I noticed that Schobert got stuck a couple of times on wide receivers, and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I immediately had PTSD. I don't yeah. know about you. Yeah, but uh, let's talk about something else for a second. Robert Spillane has looked terrible this preseason. He I has mean, he's looked awful. I mean, it, it's just vindicating the Joe Schobert move even more. Like, it, yeah, Spillane has looked bad against backups too. Like last year, he showed some ability in coverage, not much, but like a little bit. Like he had that pick six against Baltimore. Yep. He had a couple other, you know, passes defended, things like that. But just nothing this whole preseason. And like. And and it's simple stuff like just run and cover guys, you know. It's they're yeah. not running complicated defensive schemes, and yeah, he's looked he's looked bad. So that's made the Schobert move look a lot that better. much better. Yeah. The one the one other thing I'll say with Millette being injured too is, you know, maybe this opens the door for a guy like Marcus Allen to make the roster, who, um, you know, as a converted safety. Has yeah. not much coverage ability, but maybe a little bit more than nah. somebody else. Uh, oh, you know, Ben's back. Uh, Ben's back. Ben is uh, back. No, no. If if Marcus Allen can still play safety, he can back up Terrell Edmonds. Otherwise, he's toast. Uh, so okay. So let's jump to that, Ben. So, yeah. uh, so if, if, I mean, if, I'll say what I was thinking though. That yeah, that Allen's position would essentially be. You know, if you go to dime where you need four defense or, you know, where you're trying to cover four receivers, he'd be your, your second slot corner, basically. But he can't cover. Well, neither can. You can't put him on yeah. a wide receiver. I, I mean, honestly, he, he can't cover any better than Joe Schobert, who tried to cover Perryman the other night. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> failed pretty badly. Um, <laughs> you know, somebody made the point to me today that that he stayed with him long enough for the pass rush to have an effect on the play. And that was all they needed, but it, it was ugly, man. I mean, he shouldn't even, I would rather see him in press against a guy like Perryman and try and bump him at the line and then run than do what he did. It it was just, that was so awful. I don't, I don't know why they keep matching things up that way. They just took the Steelers want to give them an opportunity that may have the safety on the other side of the field. It was just like, 
So you're not going to bracket him either. You're just going to put one on one. Joe Sherbert. Joe Sherbert was a guy who's much faster than he is. So, I mean, I know so, Sherbert can cover, yeah. but right, right. Come on, not, nobody's covering Perryman at four three uh, yeah. in the slot. Uh, so, so Ben, real quick. Um, therefore, at inside linebacker, if we move ahead to next week in the fifty three main cut, um, we're, we're looking at obviously Bush, Sherbert, Spillane, Spillane, Buddy Johnson. Johnson. Uh, that's okay. it. That's, that's my four. Th- those and four. Okay. Those four. And and then, you know, UG3, I think, is on vapors yeah. anyway. Yeah. He's on his last leg. And Marcus Allen, frankly, sucks. And I, I, I guess if you wanted to keep him around to play both positions, he's got some versatility. If he can still play safety, you could then play strong safety and dime linebacker. Um, but you know he's a backup at both spots. He's not even a not guy forget, who's going to get a Miles helmet. Killebrew here too. Killebrew's yeah, an option. And Killebrew, Killebrew's a better safety, yeah. <laughs> frankly, and and might be a better linebacker. Yeah, I, I think he's been a, a very solid uh, pickup. And he's know, absolutely I'm, making the team. Yes, he's a special oh, teams yeah. ace. Yes, yeah, special teams big time, and and um, and and has looked decent in coverage at least at least i've thought so um and he comes up and he plays plays the run well too so um we've kind of gone into that a little bit so let, let's kind of uh turn turn back to the game um on saturday a little bit uh ben what was what was your overall thoughts on uh ben roethlisberger's performance in his three series of action i thought he looked nice he looked really good except for the long pass to Deontay that that he admitted he put too yeah. much air under and and the ball was a little short if he'd hit him in stride that might have been touchdown he yeah. really had a shot he'd beaten his guy that badly and been under through the ball um and ben acknowledged it he's like mm-hmm. yeah that, that mm-hmm. wasn't a very good ball i you know but yeah i mean in the in the red zone he was money and you know he's throwing these back shoulder balls to Frymouth on purpose to see if he could come down with them. It's like, you know, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Fryermuth admitted that, you know, in practice, Ben's been throwing balls, you know, kind of all over just yeah. to get him Outside. to go up and reach. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it definitely paid off in those instances. Um, Ian, did you pick up on anything from uh, uh, Roethlisberger on Saturday? So here's, here's what I'll say is the, the, Watching this game, the other preseason games, the biggest difference between uh, not just the Steelers, but any starting NFL quarterback and backups is the ability to finish drives. Like the reason the preseason sucks is these backup quarterbacks can't finish drives. And you wind so up just listen up, fans, field goals, because <laughs> Ian's about to explain to you why Mason Rudolph sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, you know, uh, and Dwayne Haskins finished a couple drives in the previous game, yes. but you know, but nevertheless, like the, the, the biggest difference between a starting caliber quarterback and a backup quarterback is the ability to finish a drive in the red zone and score touchdowns. And Mason Rudolph hasn't done that at all. The whole preseason they they've, they put points on the board this time, but you see he, they get down into the red zone and it just falls apart and kind of like, you know, every backup quarterback we saw from all the other teams we played with Dallas, with, um, you know, with Philadelphia and even with Detroit, like yeah. their, their backups, they drive them down to the red zone and just wound up kicking field goals. And that's just 
you know, that's that's the difference between a starting quarterback and a backup quarterback in this league. It, it is. I, I think that often gets overlooked. I mean, you're, you're talking about significant point differences there um, between touchdowns, field goals, or in some cases not getting anything at all. Um, you know, let me throw this out to you. Uh, I noticed that Ebron played quite far into the second half, Ben. Um, Fryer moved didn't. Uh, should we read anything in the, into that? Uh, if they've seen enough out of Fryermuth and they don't want him to be a, a known commodity mm-hmm. come, you know, regular season. That that's my read. I mean, Ben right. even Ben was like, I really don't want to answer questions about this guy. He's right. he's doing well, right. but I would prefer the other teams not know about him at this this stage of the game. So can we was also working his way back from an injury. So they may have had him on kind of a pitch count too. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, speaking of pitch counts, uh, Zach Banner, 12 snaps um, in, I, I, I mean, I thought he was okay. I didn't, I didn't see anything that said, Oh, wow. He looks great. Or that he looks terrible. He I mean, he, you know, better than I expected. My I bigger say. concerns on the other side of core yeah. looked bad. I'm yeah, dude, that was awful. I mean, and, and I know there was some talk on Twitter today. I know Derek uh, put his 53-man uh-huh. roster prediction on our website, and a couple of people had asked him, like, oh, you know, how soon do you think Dan Moore can get in the starting lineup? And and one of the points I made was, like, you know, I, I think they give Chooks a shot at it, but if Chooks pulls a Mike Adams and just stinks for four games, they might put Moore in there and just be like, look, it can't get any worse if he's out there getting Ben killed. Let's just let him take his lumps. You know, which is true. Beat a couple times, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. let's see what happens and, and let him develop. And Chuk is in the last year of his contract, so yeah, it's it's possible. Um, but I want to talk about Najee Harris too. <laughs> Go we, for it. I, I know Ben's probably got more thoughts on the offensive line, but yeah, yeah, we can revisit it. Okay, um, but so did you see the interview with Najee after the game where they asked him about his his catch and run down the sideline? And I think yeah, I, I did. Yes, I, I think I've mentioned this before. But Najee either explains the game better than like anyone we've had in a long time, or he understands the game better than anyone we've had in a long time. And maybe it's a combination of both. But like, usually when you know after a game they ask a player about like, oh, you know what what happened on that play? What were you thinking? He's like, he'd be like, oh yeah, I was just trying to make a play, you know, trying to get to open space, whatever. Yeah. Najee's like, well, you know, we were we we're you know, I, I had to try and sell the play action. And then I saw I had one-on-one with the linebacker and he was shading to the inside. And I knew he ha- I had the out route. So I gave him a little juke just to make sure I had it. I knew I'd be open. I saw the defensive end dropping back. <laughs> and I knew Ebron was going to get him on the crackback block. So I knew I'd have that lane to the, like just the, the his ability to, to process what he sees yeah. in front of him. I mean, and you see it in the running game too, that his, his vision and processing is so quick that he's able to find those little holes and gaps mm-hmm. before they develop because he knows what's going to happen ahead of time. And, and it's that, that sixth sense basically that, that makes him like uh, already as a rookie elite. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. And it's the fact that he's 6'2", 220 pounds, too. Well, that doesn't that, hurt. But yeah, I, I mean, it's incredible that he's that yeah. big and, and, the, and that the, quick. The mental the mental processing he has and the way he's able – and he's done it throughout training camp, too. Like, when mm-hmm. reporters ask him questions, like, he's able to describe on a, a play-by-play or rep-by-rep basis, like, who was doing what, what he was supposed to do, what other people were supposed to do, what was happening in front of him and how he reacted. Like, it's just, you know, his his – 
mental processing combined with his physical abilities are, are something. The, the, the other thing I loved about him is he got more excited talking about Pat Fryermuth's touchdown catches than he did his own performance. Yeah. You know, that, that, that to me is a guy that, that kind of gets it, understands the team concept of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ben, did you want to stay on the offensive line a little bit more? Yeah. I didn't think they, they blocked all that well, at least the starting offensive line. I thought that, uh, Dotson looked great. Mm-hmm. I thought that Kendrick Green is up and down. It kind of depends, you know, play to yep. play by play. Uh, this is pretty much what I expected. Um, I don't think the line is going to be very good, um, frankly. Um, Turner has obviously lost a lot of athleticism. Um He's still a mauler, yeah. But he used to be a lot more athletic guard. Uh, I don't see him pulling, you know, knocking anybody down on any counters. Right. Um, I mentioned Banner. I thought he looked better than I expected. Not great, but serviceable. Chukes is terrible. I mean, he, and, he literally got Ben killed on the on the one that uh, Ben scrambled and hit Ebron, who of course dropped it. But I yeah, mean, I mean that that was kind of a long developing play, you know. It as was ben pointed out. Um, so you know, you get hit, but you're not like angry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and yeah, he he really needed to hold a better block on that. That was terrible. I he just I I don't know how. I don't know, man. <laughs> He reminds me of somebody who has not recovered their balance from something. He he just he never seems to be on the right step. You know, if a guy's coming one direction, he goes the other. It, it just that's kind of the way I see him at I, times. You know, he talked about the fact that that playing right and left is not that big a switch. I think he's struggling with going I do back, too. back to left tackle, and. He looks terrible to me. He he looks even worse than he looked last year at right tackle, and he wasn't mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so basically, we got to hope this guy gets better in the coming weeks. Yeah, by getting more reps and and doesn't get our quarterback killed. But more importantly, since we we were on the the subject of Harris, yes, I like Harris a lot as a person and as a player. Yeah, I think he's great. It's wonderful that he's a Steeler. I still think that Mike Tomlin is going to run his wheels off in five years, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yep. Um, but they didn't they didn't make very big holes for Harris, and it sucks because Harris is one of these guys that if you can get him to the second level, he can make things happen. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the yards he's gotten this preseason have been after contact. Like he's getting yeah. hit in the backfield or he's getting hit in the line of scrimmage. So the line hasn't progressed any from last season. And as Mike Tomlin pointed out, you know, it's not going to get any worse. That's true. But I, I still wish that they had invested more in the offensive line. You know, mm-hmm. fine. They, they didn't take the center I wanted. Um, he's playing in Kansas City. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But – they they should have either drafted or signed a tackle because the tackles they have are not good. No. And bad. and their backups are not good. Now Dan Moore, I think, can can develop into a serviceable tackle. Um, I've been pleasantly surprised, and I think all the extra reps that he got mm-hmm. during camp really benefited him. 
Definitely. My understanding is that Alex Smith, Alex Highsmith, basically abused him every day in camp, um, and it's helped him. Although them. Alex Highsmith's been abusing everyone that gets put in front of him, it's which is good. So Great, is good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, guys, let me uh, remind everybody that uh, the SCB Steelers podcast is uh, sponsored by Deck Roofing Incorporated, serving Broward and the Southern Palm Beach counties, whether it's commercial, residential, multifamily. Or condos, contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. I talked to John Deck last week. He was off to the golf course because when you own your own business and it's quite lucrative, you can go play golf anytime you want. Uh, yeah, and or crack beers as, as well. Um, who right now is the one guy you you would look at and you would say i don't care what he does this week he's not making the team is 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 there one or two guys right now that either one of you can just <laughs> no, I, one I, or two <laughs> well no i i mean that and let me let me rephrase that what i'm getting at is there's always players that many of us assume are going to make this, the, the the team and then they they don't um, is, is there one of those guys that you can think of right now? Uh, Henry Mondo. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the, the rest of the defensive linemen have shown enough that they're all pretty clearly yes. better than him. Does he uh, still have PS eligibility left? Seems like he's lived on the, the practice squad. Maybe because now with the 16 guys yeah. on the practice squad, you can have, you know, some, some other, some other guys there. Um, uh, Rico Bussy. Yeah. Rico. He's not making it. Matthew Sexton. No. He's not making it. Um, now that's both, a kid I feel well, bad for. That, that kid those, has. Both those guys deserve yeah. to be on a roster. They're just, they're yeah. not going to make this one. No. Um, Tony Brooks James, not going to make it. No. Yeah, no. Trey Edmonds, but not doesn't really deserve it. it. Trey Edmonds. Ben, uh, no, Benny he'll be on the is, is Benny done? Uh, no, I think Benny Snell will be the last running back, personally. Benny, I think really, keep four. No. Here, here's a question, though. He's been injured, so, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, if they waive him, they may have to waive him injured right. or keep him and then put him on IR. Because I don't, I don't know if they can just – they may have to waive him, do a waived injured kind of thing. Um, oh, Ben, you kind of dropped off before when we were talking about this. Uh, with the last year with COVID, you could bring unlimited guys back from IR. Can you do that again this year? Yep. Extend that? Okay. All right. So that does help with the Antoine Brooks conversation if they wind up putting him on IR. And, I mean, Snell, Snell's not eligible for the pup list, right? Because he, pra- he started practice and then got hurt. So they'd have to put him on IR, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I'd say he. I mean, he potentially could be an IR candidate. Potentially, I agree. Has Has Belage done enough to unseat him? I think Belage has done enough to unseat Jalen Samuels too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think Belage Belage's vision is a lot better than what I expected out of him. I I thought he was more of a you know, outside third down scat back kind of guy. I did too. Um, and and maybe that's just kind of how Arizona State used him in college. Um, 
but his his interior vision running like between the tackles and even between the guards is a lot better than I thought it was. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think honestly, I think it, let, let's say you know your three running back, at least your three that get a helmet on game day, are Najee Harris, mm-hmm. Anthony McFarlane, and Kalen Balaj. I think uh, you know Balaj is probably your number two back, but Anthony McFarlane probably gets more snaps and more touches because they use him in specialty situations. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I think and, that's and, what it's heading into. I too. mean, just to you know keep Najee fresh, they may use. Balage like once every three or four series for a couple plays just mm-hmm. to kind of you know give Najee a breather but yeah I think I and, and the other thing too is I think they've experimented with McFarland a little bit on this a kick returner punt returner right so you kick know return, that yeah. could potentially put Ray Ray McLeod spotting a little bit of question mm-hmm. um I think Ray Ray is still your punt returner no matter what probably although Matthew right Sexton had a pretty good one last mm. week too so it was great but, but, but he, can yeah. Matthew Sexton play receiver that's the question yeah you know it's the same thing we we were we come back to with with Ryan Switzer Yes. What can he? What can he actually contribute as a receiver? Fine. Yeah. He can. He can re- be a return man, but we need a wide receiver too, and yeah, that, we need a guy who's not going to catch the ball and fall down on first. I, I don't think that kid doesn't weigh 170 pounds soaking wet. Uh, I, I mean, he's yeah. he is, you know. Um, but but I'll, I'll say this: he's doing everything you could ever dream of, of a kid doing. Absolutely, I mean, he, he's played his tail off. Um, you know, so more more power to him for for sure, uh, guys. What though, I mean, if you want to yeah. talk about a sleeper, Cody White has been a pretty impressive wide receiver that at least will make the practice squad, if not have a shot at the actual roster. He's blocked very well. I don't know yeah. if you guys have noticed that he, he he's blocked very very yeah. well. I think Cody um, White you know. and and Rico Bussey make the practice squad, or they'll be offered the job anyway. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that they'll except because somebody might need a wide receiver right. on a roster. Uh, but, I, yeah, I, I agree. Cody White's done a great job. really has. Uh, I guess I, the I, other I, question is if, yeah. if, if Claypool is going to be out for a couple weeks, do you keep a Cody White as a, an extra receiver? You can, and you can also, you know, you can mm-hmm. cut him initially because he's probably not going to get claimed and keep someone else and then – put him on the practice squad and, and activate him because you can activate two guys from the practice squad every week. That's right. True. Right. Um, did you guys happen to get a look at uh, Derek Barnes at all? The linebacker from the Detroit lions. Yeah. He was yes. like the only one on their team that played good. I'm telling you, we, we man, really liked him. We a, liked him a lot in the pick, draft. Yeah. Yep. And, and they, I thought fourth round might've been a tad high, but um man he plays hard and he's no, just I thought all... fourth round i, I did, did you like fourth, fourth? okay yeah, yeah late third fourth okay i i had him fourth fifth but not that, that means anything per se but um here in I michigan mean, they're they're talking about him unseating the the starters they they think he's played that well and i don't know that i agree with that but he, yeah uh, you, I, you know, know he's playing very well i think that he's yeah. going to be a, a nice developmental linebacker yeah no, I, I liked a lot of what he did. Speaking of draft picks, though, how about Melvin Ingram just taking Penny Sewell's line? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Goodness. I mean, Ingram's always had a great bull rush, but yes. damn! That oh, was... Oh, that had to have been a really painful, embarrassing film session for him. Oh, 
Who was who was well? I shouldn't say who. It reminded me of Reggie White with the one arm throw yeah, of offensive tackles. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, you know, what I a, think that kid's going to be fine. But welcome to the NFL, man. <laughs> what, what, a, what a signing that was for us. I mean, can you imagine if we can mix and match defenses here and throw out like TJ Watt, Alex yes. Highsmith, and Melvin Ingram all together? Yes. On, I think it's coming. I, I think as, it is too. Yeah. As powerful like, as Ingram is, you can you can rush him from the inside without mm-hmm. any problem at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And That's then you a, you leave Bush or Schobert out there as a linebacker, covering the flat and just pressure pressure the quarterback. Yeah. Um, since we're talking linebackers a little bit, um, Steelers uh, longtime uh, mouthpiece Jerry Dulac uh, tweeted yesterday <laughs> that uh, he, he believes that as soon as the Carolina game is over, that TJ Watt and the Steelers will come to uh, a contract agreement. Is Ben, is that Jerry being Jerry or is that Jerry getting inside information? Bit of both. Yeah. Um, Jerry's getting some inside information because he's got access and, and he gets that by reporting things in a manner that the Steelers find favorable okay yes so he's kind of there as you put it their unofficial mouthpiece mm-hmm. um you know he's that was a very diplomatic way to put it he's Thank also you. a guy that that uh you know he while he does paint some things especially around the draft yeah in my opinion he paints some pictures that he knows are are not true to, to continue to to have that access but by the same token mm-hmm. there's a certain journalistic integrity to jerry that yep. i yep. i cannot attack um you know basically it's a situation around the draft where the person he's talking to he knows they're lying but he reports it anyway <laughs> yes. but but he's getting that information from them but he knows they're lying you know yeah so yeah. It, it's not like he's not like he's being told yeah this is all bs and we'd like you to write this he's he's actually being told a story and, mm-hmm. and he, he carries, he puts that out there for years. It was the tall wide receiver. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then every once in a while he throws one in there and he's like, yeah, I told you what they were going to do. And they wanted to draft that guy and they, <laughs> then they couldn't and blah, blah. Um, it's not like, uh, Jacksonville saying, well, we didn't really want Etienne, but he was the last one left, so we took him. <laughs> Y'all I feel bad for that kid, man. I after, do too, man. The dreaded Liz Frank injury. It's yeah. not just that, man. I feel bad for him because of the team he went to. Wow. They're going to suck. That's, a, that's, that's not going to go well. Let's talk man. about this for a minute. I mean, Tennessee, like, for some, for some reason – Basically, Mike Vrabel, you know, Bill Belichick's protege, suddenly has everyone in his division suffering from Patriots syndrome where yeah. they decide to suck for I mean, the, the Patriots played in the AFCs for how many years and like nobody even like sniffed the playoffs. Other no, than them? not even like, close, you know. And and so and now all of a sudden in Tennessee, they got to be looking around their division like, well, Jacksonville blows. And let's we see should. Houston. Oh, well, the Houston's quarterback is a, you know, predator. Okay, he's gone. <laughs> uh, what's going on in Indy? Oh, they're, they're, they traded for Carson Wentz, and he, A, sucks, and B, is hurt. So, all right, I guess, you know, Ryan Tannehill 
who's also got Julio Jones down to throw to it. It's unreal to AJ Brown. Like, and they have Derrick Henry. Like, that's that's a cakewalk. Like Tennessee, Tennessee might get the number one seed in the playoffs just because they've yep. got six easy wins on their schedule right yeah. now. That's right. Yeah. No, I I, I know it. And it's... they're a good team. They're good defense too. Yeah, I they are. They're, they're very good. I think team. they're much improved on defense by adding Bud Dupree. And people will go on and on about how he was overrated. Well, this is the year you're going to find out for sure, because it's basically a one man show over there. And I, I think we're going to be surprised. One of the talking heads today, I don't know where it was said that the Steelers had a bad off season because they let Bud Dupree go. Uh, I'm like, okay, what, what, what do you mean? Let him go. I mean, what, what could they have paid him at that? Time? Well, they, yeah, they weren't going to pay both of them. No. They're not going to pay. They're not going to pay Watt and no. Bud Dupree. They, People... That was a foregone conclusion. <sighs> I, if there's one criticism I have of of this off season, it's that it seems like every year there's some position that Kevin Colbert tries to go on faith with, even though he totally really should should address it. And that position this year. Was offensive tackle. Yep. Um, he he took a center later than I would have liked him to, mm-hmm. um, and you know there really wasn't anybody to sign. There were some tackles out there in free agency he could have signed, but free agents free agent offensive tackles are really expensive, and he had to pay Watt. So I get it. So then you draft one. <laughs> anyway, I, we we can't replay this. It is what it is. Right. Um, the guys they got in the first and second round are, are going to be fine players. They really are for a lot of years. Um, well, Harris for five years anyway. Um, but, yeah, the offensive line is is the foundation for your unit. And you've got one year left with a true franchise quarterback. And instead, you take two skill positions rather than investing in your offensive line. I just don't. I don't understand that. I don't get it. I don't know what the hell his thinking was. Anyway, it, it is what it is. It's done. He, we can't go back. No, no. Um, so, which leads me to this question. Um, what position is the most likely for Kevin Colbert to, to try to go after once uh, teams start setting rosters next week? You know? Cornerback. Corner. Is, it, is it corner or is it yeah. tackle? Well, I mean, the tackles, you're not going to find improvements to what we already have. And they're only going to keep four tackles. And mm-hmm. that's set. It's Chooks, Banner, Joe Haig, and Dan Moore. And everybody else that wants to make this team is going to make it on the practice squad, maybe. Yeah. Um, corner, as Ian just pointed out, I agree. Uh, they just cut a slot corner today in Antoine Brooks. They need another one um, or safety. Um, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. our safety depth is not great. Right. You got you got Trey Norwood and Killebrew. Miles Killebrew, who I like, um, but, you know, he's not a great safety, but he's there. Um, that's it. I mean, you know, Shakur Brown's going to couldn't make the transition to safety i don't think yeah, he's, he struggled <laughs> no, he, big uh, time saturday yeah he's he's 
destined for the practice squad, I think, which actually opens up a potential roster spot for Mark Gilbert, who's played pretty well. He's, He's played really steady. well on special teams, too. Yeah. yeah. If they sign a corner, though, Mark Gilbert's not making the team. Oh, no, no. But he'll make it on the practice squad. Yeah. yeah. But if they yeah. Don't And he'll be a guy that, that they can develop, you know, yeah. long term. So, so is it Nor- just shooting? Norwood, it- Norwood would be the guy that I would – I mean, he's not a – He's not a terrible player, but no. he's just not ready yet for prime time. He's just mm-hmm. a guy that, if I were looking to upgrade, I would look there first, and obviously slot corner. So is it just simply come down to like sheer numbers in terms of there's going to be way more decent available corners than there are decent available tackles? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You know, I mean, is, you never know. Maybe somebody it'll be a surprise and somebody will get cut that, you know, shouldn't have because right. he won't won't take a pay cut or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and there's some kind of a cap casualty somewhere and they go, oh, yeah, well, we'll right. take you. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. like how Joe Hayden fell into our lap. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. I just I don't know how much how much cash the Steelers are going to have to play with after they do hopefully sign this deal with Watt, you know? Right. I mean, they'll have. You're right, and cash is the right word because they'll have cap space, but right? They might not have cash, which are two different things. Very different. Yeah, that's yeah. something even I understand at this point. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have the finale coming up this weekend as we wrap I, things up here, that, guys. And, said, yeah, go ahead. I think Ben's point is correct that if if someone shakes free on the offensive line, that you know is a, is a tackle specifically, mm-hmm. uh, then it's worth it's worth a phone call, you know, to, to see what happens. Absolutely. And, and you never know who's going to shake free from where. I mean, we never no. thought the Browns were going to cut Joe Hayden, then all of a sudden they did. So, um, yeah, it's it's possible. And it does seem stupid. like – Yeah. It, it does seem like every year um, there's, you know, one guy that we sign between final cuts mm-hmm. and the start of the regular season. So I'd, I'd expect that – you know, the roster we have at final cuts is not our starting roster, but we'll see what happens. Oh, for um, sure. I mean, yeah, there yeah. there are always some moves after final cuts. There are always some more cuts and additions. There always are. And, you know, Tomlin and Colbert talk about it every year right after those cuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so this is the, the first move, but there may be more between now and week one. Um, so we play the Panthers this week for the one millionth time in a row to end the preseason or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be that um, way forever. I think it yeah. is. It's, a, um, it's an easy trip, and that's what it is. It's oh, yeah, travel. it's it's an easy travel. Yeah, and, and the NFL does a pretty good job of keeping teams during the preseason regional. Um, you know, you see the LA teams playing each other, and maybe they have a trip to Las Vegas or well, the thing you know, that makes it convenient for maybe. the LA fans is they all like to fight, and so if you put <laughs> the Rams versus the Chargers in the same stadium. That way, you know, it just becomes a battle royale right there in the stands. Yeah, well, Steelers fans apparently like to fight now, too. Well, yeah, I get it. But at least when Steelers fans fight, it's one-on-one as opposed to five-on-one like in L.A. True. Um, I I, I don't know what it is about California stadiums, but the the whole uh, let's beat a guy till he's unconscious and then keep beating him thing in California seems just seems to be the thing and then and the five on one four on one type deal because somebody said something anyway must be, they, they must be frustrated from the traffic 
That's all I can figure. I, they're, I, or the, they're or the high beer crisis. Yeah, because they, I don't know. I, I yeah. used to think, you know, I lived in California for a handful of years. And mm-hmm. there, I guess there are a lot of reasons to be frustrated, but I don't yeah. understand those. Um, got the Panthers coming up. Uh, Ian, uh, who are you looking forward to uh, seeing? Um. That's a good question because um, I don't really know who all is going to play in this game. Yeah, would, we don't. We haven't heard about quarterback yet I, or anything. I would. But. I would really like to see Dwayne Haskins get a shot with the ones just to see what he can do. Well, and it won't even be the ones, but yeah. with you know to to let him get that higher shot to see if he can perform at the next level up. We've seen him beat the backups, but can he beat the the next level up? Agreed. Um, so I, I'd like to see him get a shot. I think he will. I think Dobbs will probably play a lot. Um, you know the the running backs. Um, I mean, Balaj continuing. Although Balaj was injured, so we don't want to you know burn him up completely. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, because I, I, the starters on defense aren't really going to play that much. Um, Jameer Jones and Quincy Roche will probably get a lot of run, which was which should be a lot of fun because those guys are good and hopefully. Both of them make the roster, and Cassius Marsh doesn't. Um, the, actually, the backup defensive line battle is kind of interesting, too, because they're probably only going to keep six defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you figure that's Hayward Tuit and Alu Alu are the top three. And then I guess they like Chris Wormley. I don't know what all he brings, but I guess they like him. He's played Isaiah, well in the preseason. He's been, he's Isaiah, been much better. Yeah, louder milks look good. Uh, louder milks exceeded my expectations, so that's five. So it really comes down to like Bugs or Carlos Davis, and I right. think both of them have played pretty well too. So, um, yeah, that's that's not necessarily gonna be an easy roster decision there. Yeah, yeah. Ben, what are you what are you looking for this week? Uh, a bunch of backups to play versus other backups. I hope yeah. that I hope that even Harris doesn't play, and that. Anybody who's got a spot on this team sewn up but is nicked up at all doesn't play. Like, you know, Pat Frymuth, if he's still still a little bit nicked up, just sit him. Don't, you know, don't fool around with the possibility that he might get injured. Um, Specific players I'm looking to see play? I think Dobbs is going to play a lot. I think they're going to try and let him showcase his ability so that he's got a chance to catch on someplace else because mm-hmm. he's not making this team. No. Um, which sucks. I mean, I honestly uh, honestly, I you know, I kind of hope he sticks around on the practice squad. Um we had situations last year, one notable in Denver, where all the quarterbacks got right. hit with COVID. That's right. If you keep a fourth quarterback on on this ginormous practice squad. You know, maybe that gives you an insurance policy, and so you you go ahead and you you put a guy like Dobbs in there who's pretty smart, and you know he's not going to get any reps during the week, but he's a pretty bright guy anyway. He can keep up with the offense, mm-hmm. and you know he can also be he can be your Lamar Jackson in practice during Ratbird Week. True things 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 along those lines, and 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 Ben likes him and is comfortable with him and likes taking you know tips from him, so. I think that's probably a good way to yeah. go. Yeah, um, I'm with you. The yeah. uh, I'd like to see basically the starters, if any starters play, maybe play a series and then get yanked. And then let's just see what the backups can do. Backups on backups. Um, 
not well, really I, I, expecting to see anything dramatic I don't, happen. I don't think there's much of a race left here, but I will mention it. Uh, the punting situation, uh, Harvin and Barry, I, I think it's going to come down to, to who Boswell is more comfortable with holding. Um, and, and I mean, I think it probably leans towards Barry, but I think they're absolutely insane if they don't go with Harvin. I, I, I was, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I, I hope it doesn't come down to, to Boswell having any say in it at all, because well, I hope it doesn't either, but clearly that's an issue because both guys were holding last week yeah you know so they're they're getting both guys reps at doing that and and i'm sure danny smith is over there hey chris what do you think of this guy holding you know yeah Uh, i guess but if they if they cut percy harvin they're idiots well let's not forget too last year they they actually cut jordan berry and signed dustin colquitt Mm -hmm. so it's not like Barry's spot is secure only because of his holding. Like they tried to replace him. That's last true. Year. That's true. That's a good point on that. Yeah. Okay, but just but, pr- so but Presley Presley Harvin is not Jordan Barry. He's not going to survive cuts. He's going to get claimed. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Okay. So so if they if they cut Presley Harvin, they're going to lose. They're him. not going to be able to mm-hmm. sign him back in two weeks like they they could last year when Dustin Colquitt sucked. Right. No, mm-hmm. no, no. You have to keep Harvin. There's no way. Yeah, I, I, I think so too, Ian. But stranger things, man. Stranger things with this team. I, I just, I don't know. Um, they like their veterans, and and uh, that's just the way they they roll. Uh, anyway, we uh, will be back next week. We have uh, uh, the 53 man roster to discuss, and of course, you know who did what against the Panthers, and obviously the outcome of that means doodly squat. But uh, we'll we'll be uh, back to get everything ready for the the first week of the season. It's it's hard to believe, but it's right around the corner and everything else. So um, that will wrap it up for this episode of the SCB Steelers podcast, presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And as always, go Steelers. Ravens suck. <laughs>